We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday... Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, maybe inappropriate for children under 13. I definitely remember some sort of screenshots from MLSsoccer.com with the crossing charts. Like, how did Joven Jones only have one cross tonight? She's showing seven. <laughs> this is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from Rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, please visit Rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are Andrew Laird, Skylar Redpath, and J.D. Basso. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire.com. I'm joined by J.D. Bazo and Skylar Redpath to discuss this weekend's Major League Soccer slate. We're taping this on a Thursday evening. Uh, Jets-Bills is about to start. For those who don't know, I'm a big Jets fan, so I apologize if I drop some choice letter choice four letter words during the podcast that have nothing to do with MLS just because that's just what happens when you watch the Jets. Ugh. Anyway, uh gentlemen, we had a number of midweek matches from some big teams um this week. We had CONCACAF Champions League, we had the US Open Cup. Um are there a few players who have been playing in the midweek that you will probably avoid uh this weekend because of that? I'm, uh, I'm probably definitely kind of I'm looking at uh, staying away from FC Dallas and New England myself. I know I saw JD's rankings favored some of the FC Dallas guys, but I don't know. I think they're going to have a little bit of a U.S. Open Cup hangover. Literally and figuratively. That's right. <laughs> I saw someone in their locker room was wearing like some kind of bird or fox or bird like mask or something. It looked like a good. It looked like a good time. Like they put up all the plastic for the champagne spraying mm-hmm. and whatnot but i mean they played on tuesday and they don't play again till saturday so i think they have plenty of rest that's not a concern 
maybe Skyler's right in the fact that he thinks there might be a little bit of a letdown, but um, for the New England side, how much could they possibly be more of a letdown? <laughs> and then uh, Dallas still has like so much to play for. They're going for the treble, the supporters' shield, and then they want to win MLS Cup and maybe even the quadruple if they succeed in CONCACAF Champions League. So I think just that team is in the, the right spot right now. Oscar Preja is pushing all the right buttons. And whoever he puts out onto the field, I think they're going to play well. I mean... I mean, they played NYCFC, so how hard can it be offensively? <laughs> they are traveling, though. They've got another toy to throw out there, too. El Pescadito back in the league. I don't know if he's going to be back this weekend, but Carlos Ruiz, mm -hmm. one of the uh, all-time great goal scorers in MLS. I know you know he's kind of one of those guys you love or you hate, but um, he should should make a fantasy impact um, at some point this season. So couldn't let Land Landon Donovan have all the fun coming back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you think Mauro Diaz plays this weekend? JD, really? Sure. Yeah, sure. Why not? Because he's Mauro Diaz, and he played on Tuesday. The last, like, five times we've said this yeah, or been true. worried about it, he's played. Um, when he's healthy, he's uh, out there. It's just if he has a knock of some sort. And based on Tuesday night, I'm pretty sure he's 100%. Hmm. I'm pretty sure he factored into every goal, mm -hmm. all four of them. Yeah, I think he'll start, too. I mean, I think J.D. said it earlier. Dallas is pretty much playing for the Supporters' Shield Every game right now is pretty much a championship game for them. I think they're only like four points ahead of the Galaxy for the, the lead in the Supporters' Shield, or actually TFC. I'm looking at the standings now. TFC is on 46 points with a game in hand. Dallas is on 51 points. So, yeah, it's still all to play for, so I do think he'll play. I'm just a little cautious um, just with you know with the midweek game and the, emotion, the high emotions that they um, – went through with winning winning the trophy so all right yeah that i mean i'm a maro diaz i don't want to say hater but i i'm a cautious maro diaz player I'll, I'll put it that way um maro diaz is the man like, no i know i i get possibly like, the when... greatest player in the league other than javinko and uh skyler has him behind weekly disappointments such as Ignacio Piotti and uh well I guess Kaká can throw up a dud at any time so I mean those are guys to me it's a no-brainer Mario Diaz is ahead of them Diaz didn't start last weekend right no yeah. but he played the whole second half I think right, right. the um, last 45 great yeah I mean if you're talking rankings for uh for MLS fantasy I'd say I think Piotti with a home game against New England is is worthy of a spot ahead of him. I mean, he's not. It's not like I had him way down the rankings. I think the guys up ahead of him are worthy. Um, Piotti's one of the highest scoring midfielders in the game. I think same with Valeri, um, and Diaz is is maybe a couple back of them. But I don't know. I just I feel like in both formats on DraftKings and MLS Fantasy, it's just there's going to be some couple of options that are just a tad bit more attractive than him to me um on DraftKings, i think that the price is going to price him out um compared to some of the other players so okay piotti hasn't reached double digits in one two three four five six seven eight mls games Oof. or playing, i guess nine playing the revs that uh diaz just i mean diaz basically won the u.s open cup for fc dallas he if you haven't seen the highlights or if you didn't watch that game Go watch the highlights. I think Diaz had a goal and three assists, and all the assists were were uh, beautiful. So check it out. That's what I'm saying, though, is Piotti is going up against that same team that he just did that to. So. Yeah, but Montreal sucks. <laughs> Seriously, uh, Montreal is one of the worst teams in the league right now, if anyone's been watching. I hear you, but you know how MLS is. It's I mean, the Revs sucked a couple weeks ago, and all of a sudden they reeled off like three wins in a row, and we're – decent fantasy plays that nobody played because they sucked. <laughs> they they're still pretty bad, let's be honest. <laughs> they're still able to score though. I honestly think they're defensively the Revs, pretty poor. I honestly think the Revs are gonna have a decent little end of the season here. I mean they're not gonna make the playoffs, but 
they rounded into form a little bit with U.S. Open Cup approaching, and now that they played, and uh, Juan Agudelo has looked good, so if he can keep those performances up, then, um, yeah, I don't think they'll be that bad. It has to be a kind of a reality check for Kai Kamara when Juan Agudelo gets in there and is scoring easily, and uh, Kai Kamara has struggled for a lot of the year. We'll get to that game uh, a little in a little bit, but Lee Wynn's price has actually gone down since he scored his goal on uh, last weekend. So I'm not sure what to make of that, other than he won't be in my lineup. Uh, let's go to this weekend. <laughs> um, first game kicks off Friday, 8, 8 p.m. Eastern, D.C. United at the Chicago Fire. Um, I feel like this game should be better or will be better than uh, it looks like it will be on paper, but uh, it could also be a complete dud. Like I think it'll either be a really good game or a really bad game. No in between. Um, how do you guys see this one playing out? Well, in terms of just watching the soccer, it's almost bound to be a bad game. But if you're going to, if you want some goals, it could be a good game. But the, just the smoothness and the quality of these two teams building their attack, et cetera, is not good. Um, but, yeah, there definitely could be goals. Both teams have kind of found out ways to score lately. Michael DeLeo is having a, a good stretch here. And Luciano Acosta, Patrick Mullins, uh, they're playing pretty well. Patrick Niarco is back for a revenge game. Um, Burnbaum yeah, looks so, like Kai Kamara from I last mean, year. I mean, has arguably been their best attacking player. I think I said that a couple weeks ago. But, mm -hmm. yeah, he's he's all over the place when they get the ball um, on set pieces and even just randomly throughout the game. So John Goosens has been playing uh, better and better as the season goes on too. Yeah, I'm really uh, big on on DC in this one. Actually, I just they've got so much more to play for. It seems. I mean, Chicago has turned things around somewhat lately. But I think it, I think it's too little, too late for them. And DC's right there. I know it sounds cheesy, but they're right there, like right under the red line. So it just, it, it, I think they've got a game in hand too. So they sh they're probably looking at this one like we got to get this three points, um, playing probably one of the weaker teams in the league. Um, so for a two-game slate, then I, I think I'm probably targeting DC in this one. Hmm. Man, if Chicago win, they're legitimately only five points out of the playoff spot. Uh. Do you not think David Akam is the best player in this game? Uh, I'd say that, yeah, he's probably the, the best player in the game. Um, he's pretty uh, nice price, too, 8700 so. He's the best player, but in terms of the best um, maybe guy I want to draft kings for fantasy points is Luciano Acosta. Mm -hmm. He's just been all around more consistent and better than Akam. Almost the entire year since he's kind of gotten more and more playing time. Akam's very hot and cold. You never know when he's going to show up and want to play. You never know when he's going to tweak a muscle. Um, he seems to be kind of nicked up all the time. So I think Luciano Acosta on the road here is still my, my top player in this game in terms of upside. I saw that Arturo Alvarez was taking corners last week instead of Goosens. Does that change your opinion of either of those players? I was all over Alvarez last week. He was only thirty five hundred. It looks like his price jumped a thousand. He's uh forty six hundred now, so um yeah, I mean I'd still probably consider Alvarez at forty six hundred if he starts again. Mm -hmm. Um Goosens is a guy that I've just kind of played um matchup base and usually if like a uh a com or Alvarez aren't in the lineup. Um so I haven't really been drawn to him quite as much this season as I thought I would at the beginning of the season when, the, when there was a lot of hype surrounding him. Yeah, Goosen still outscored Alvarez last game, though, and uh, Alvarez didn't do much outside of taking corner kicks. Yeah. I don't think he's nailed on. I think he's a risk to be subbed off more than Goosen's is. Um, so I wouldn't just automatically go to Alvarez just because he's cheaper and is taking corners. They're They're probably a little more even in my mind. Goosens is definitely the friskier guy in terms of getting shots on goal. He likes to shoot from anywhere. Alvarez kind of just likes to hang out outside on the wing. Had you seen Alvarez's game log before this past game, though? And then his price dipped to 3500 It just it was kind of nutty. I think he had a yeah, goal and two straight and two <laughs> assists the game before that. So 
I don't know how you go from 4,900 and have two goals and two assists and then drop to 3,500, but I'll take it. Hmm. And you could argue that it was the right call because he got less points. (laughs) Yeah, he did for (laughs) $1,500 less than Goosen's too. (laughs) Yeah, I totally totally agree with you that that's a a strange pricing quirk because usually as soon as someone scores – even if it's undeserving, they jump up by like fifteen hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, let's move on to the next game. We have um, Vancouver at Seattle. This game's at four o'clock on Saturday. Is part of like a two-game slate for DraftKings. It's the Friday, and then the Friday night game, and then this Saturday game. You guys both uh, in your rankings uh, said Nicholas Ladero was the best. Uh, uh, MLS fantasy manager pick. Um, do you think that applies to DraftKings as well? Um, I think on this slate for sure. Yeah, definitely on this slate, and I guess it's the only one in which you could play him. Yeah, I was gonna so. say there's no all day Saturday. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> I guess that question was a lot easier than I expected it to be. <laughs> but it, let's just hypothetically say if he were in the entire DraftKings slate for the weekend. There we go. Um, I still think that he would be my favorite because I think Valeri has a little bit tougher of a game against Philadelphia. Um, yeah, we talked about how Mario Diaz is just on a little bit of rest. Piotti's inconsistent. Um, same except more minor concerns with Kaká. And Ladera is about a thousand bucks cheaper, if not more, than all those guys too. Right. Maybe Giovanni Dos Santos is a guy you could make an argument for, just because he is on literal fire lately. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm going with Ladero. Okay. Um, how do you find value from anyone else from Seattle, or is it literally just Ladero? Like, I feel like Jordan Morris is pretty inconsistent, and then you're basically just looking for what like even shits doesn't seem to do a whole lot anymore uh the fullbacks aren't that attacking like is ladera really the only thing you can get out of seattle jd pointed him out uh, a couple weeks ago roman torres he's a center defender but he's only 2500 he'll probably start again and uh i mean he's not gonna light up the the peripheral stats, he he could. I mean, he could pick up some here and there, um, but he's got a good goal upside to him too. And you know, I'm I'm all about the center defenders that have some goal upside. So for minimum price, then um, I could see myself playing Torres. Yeah, Roman Torres is a huge aerial threat. I mean, he's a one nasty dude when he's trying to get up there against you in the box. I would not want to defend a corner kick against him. Um, so. Definitely a guy that I'll be plugging into a lot of lineups just because he's so cheap. And if he scores a goal, then uh, I'm almost bound to cash as long as I don't miss out on like some obvious player that goes off. But otherwise, yeah, I don't like too many of the Sounders. Uh, most of them are overpriced relative to what what they're going to be scoring. Um, I, I do really like Jordan Morris when I stack him with Ladero, though, because Ladero has been setting him up on a silver platter. Morris has been getting better and better at finishing those chances as the season has gone on. So um, I don't think 6,600 is a bad price, even though he's a little bit goal dependent. Okay. Uh, from the Vancouver side, is it, is Bolaños get your attention at all? I think Bolaños is one of the, the main guys I'm looking at. Um, he's cheaper than a ton of guys that I would prefer him over. Um, a Patrick Mullins, and even Schitz, uh, even Christian Takera on his own team. Uh, he's just a lot more consistent. He's always getting a ton of crosses and uh, a great chance at assists. So on this four-game slate, he's definitely a guy that, that I'm looking towards. Otherwise, uh, I'm just probably going to hope someone cheap starts for, for Vancouver. Giles Barnes is is probably the lowest he's been in years. So um, if he starts up top alone, I kind of like him at 5,900 too. Skyler? Still waiting on a start for our boy Alfonso Davies. He <laughs> scored the scored the game winner, I think, in the CONCACAF Champions League or Canadian Cup or something like that for Vancouver uh, a couple games ago. 
So he's getting some playing time with the first team. Um, I don't think we'll see it happen, but I'm always looking looking for him. He's a defender. He's 2,800, and he plays higher up the field. So what more could you ask for in fantasy? Yeah, he's he's not a defender at all, but he's listed as a defender, which yeah, should clarify. Right. Yes. He, uh, yeah, he scored the game winner in the 93rd minute against Sporting Kansas City in the CONCACAF Champions League. Hmm. Yep. He's the yep. Uh, anti-Donald Smith. <laughs> yeah. Um, what... <laughs> He's also way better than Donald Smith. Well, only one of them has a 14 cross game this year. Uh, <laughs> let's move on to the uh, main slate for Saturday, six or six o'clock Eastern, I believe, is where this one starts. Yeah, we have um, Portland hosting Philadelphia. JD, you kind of intimated before that Diego Valeri has a tough matchup home against Philadelphia. Is that enough to fade him completely? I don't think it's enough to fade him completely. Philadelphia still aren't the strongest defensively. Uh, Fernando Adi has, has been heating back up. So I, I still like Portland's attack. He's just, it keeps him from being like a top two or three midfield play for me. Yeah, I like Valeri this week. I just, his price, I think, threw me off of him last week. I think it's going to do it again this week. He's jumped up to 11,400, oh. which just sounds. Uh, absurd to me. I mean, he's a, he's don't get me wrong. He's an excellent player, probably one of the best midfielders in the league. Um, but even last week I wanted to play him. Um, but then I think I pivoted to, I think I had like Valeri and Maddox or something. And I just, I couldn't do it. I had to, uh, pivot to, I think I even, um, threw it out there at you guys and to see what y'all thought. And I ended up pivoting to Ladero and Adi and that worked out mm -hmm. a lot better. Um, I just, I mean, again, I feel like guys like Kaká, Piatti, I mean, I'd, I'd even play Diaz maybe for a thousand bucks less, or thirteen hundred less than Valeri. So um, it's the price. Valeri at eleven four makes um, Tranquillo Barnetta at eighty nine seem like a steal, <laughs> and eighty nine is not that cheap. Yeah, sort of. I, I think I'd still go Valeri though for the value. Wow, in this in this one fixture where they're playing each other, Philly's on the road in Portland. Mm -hmm. um, Portland needs the points badly, so I yeah I think I'd still go with Valeri for the value, but Barnett is definitely not a bad play. He's getting he's getting into the price range though where you like want him to be an every game stud, and while he has been. I, I'm just not sure that he's like bringing the the super high upside that these other guys in his range now are. He's been pretty consistently in the like 15 point range. I feel like. Yeah, and that's only okay for his price. Yeah, and I also don't feel like he's ever going to score 35. But yeah, feels he... like Valeri's also been kind of hovering around between that like 15 to 18 point range, and it's just. Yeah, that's a good point too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but you, we've, you feel like we've you seen him do 25. so much more. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we know he's capable of those big, like, 30-point outbursts, and that's why you pay up for him. I think what one of the things that we're missing now from Valeri are the 15 cross games. Like, he's not crossing nearly as much. He's off corner, or he's sharing corners now with Jack Dewsbury. Like, earlier in the year, those really explosive games, he didn't have hat tricks. He had a goal and assist and 19 crosses. And I don't know if the... Portland Opta guy is just not as generous anymore or what but it's just not the cross numbers just aren't there for Valeri and that's kind of such a big source of his points yeah and the cross number I mean since the beginning of the season crosses have become devalued they've gone from 1.2.75 points yeah yeah is there anybody from <clears throat> some from Philly other than Barnetta that you'd consider um what is CJ Sapong? CJ Sapong is cheap enough that I wouldn't mind taking him in a GPP because Philly's a, a decent attack. They're still going to be on their front foot um, as much as possible. And it's someone that nobody's going to use, but he could have two goals. I mean, Portland's defense is, is definitely improving. They're getting healthier. But I would not say that they're, they're the unit that they were last season. Do you know yeah, what the problem I'm... with expecting Sapong to score twice is? Is that he's gone seven games in a row with only one shot or fewer. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, he's had a rough stretch, but the beginning of the season, people were talking about Sapong as being a, a guy that should be on the national team. Yeah. So the talent's there. Um, it's just they're, they really have been not needing him. I guess he's kind of just kind of sucking up defenders, and then Pontius is coming in from the wing, or they're, they're getting a lot of good free kicks and set pieces. Um, so Sapong has definitely been quieter. But he's a guy kind of like Dom Dwyer where I could see him having a multi-goal game like any week now. Mm-hmm. But I'm not saying he's due. <laughs> <laughs> that's not that's not my thing. All right. Um, let's move on to the next game, which is another one we kind of teased a little bit. We've got FC Dallas at New York City FC. Uh, under normal circumstances, I think you'd be all over Dallas. Uh, but... Uh, coming off the U.S. Open Cup win a few days earlier, I suppose. Um, it sounds like you weren't hesitant on Mauro Diaz at all. Is Are the New York City guys, uh, is anybody grabbing your attention from there? I mean, David Villa obviously, um, you know, comes to mind. He's absurdly expensive um, coming in at uh, 12100 which is the second... Or is he's the most expensive player on this Saturday slate? That's a tough one. I feel like as much as I might be trying to shy away from Dallas and it's still going to be a tough matchup for New York City, I feel like maybe where Dallas uh, lacks any attacking punch and they've got the defensive unit to to uh, keep New York City quiet. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, V is a guy that can totally change all of that in a flash, so... Um, I don't know if I'm paying up for him on this slate, though. Jack Harrison has five or more crosses in three straight games. And he's mm-hmm. only 5,000, so that's that's a guy I would consider if I was looking at New York. I'm I'm kind of in agreement with Skyler where Villa is a little bit too expensive um, for my tastes. But that said, there's not a ton of like great forward options this week. So if you really want to build a lineup a different way than what most people are, you're going to go heavy on forward and cheap at midfield. That said, it's to me it's insane that Mauro Diaz is the fourth highest priced midfielder. Um, when's the last slate you can remember where he was not the in the top one or two highest priced midfielders? I mean, in fairness, he's rather close to them, and it's not the, the three guys in front of him are... I think if you had to pick three, if I said who are the three guy midfielders who would be in front of them, these are them, meaning Valeri, Kaká, and Piatti. Sure, but he should be in front of all of them. Okay. Okay. So is so are you taking him at ten one? Yeah. I mean, if you're gonna gonna build a roster and you're looking, hmm, should I take Kaká or Mauro Diaz? Uh, Mauro Diaz is three hundred dollars cheaper. I'll take him. He's coming off a one goal and three assist performance, and he's going to still get four days of rest. Okay. All right. You're almost almost convincing me. I have Mauro Diaz in FMLS, which I don't know is going to end up being a, <laughs> a curse for him or not. I'm but. feeling a little combative about this one. I don't know why. <laughs> All right, it's good. It's good. Somebody's got to stick up for him. Uh, let's move on to the 730 New England at Montreal. Two teams that we have basically said are awful on this podcast at different points. Uh, if there are goals in this one, uh, do they come from Drogba, Kai Kamara, Lee Wynn, Piatti, Harry Ship, Harry Ship, uh, Agadella? I mean, there are a lot of guys who could score goals in this game. Yeah, I think it's going to be, I think Drogba is going to have one of his big, you know, two, three goal games. Um, feel like it's one of those games or I feel like for fantasy purposes a lot of people are going to be kind of frustrated and fed up with them so people are going to shy away from them um and I like the matchup going against New England who's coming off a big you know they I'd say that they probably didn't expect to win that game but you're still disappointed anytime you lose a, a championship game so coming off a midweek Tuesday loss at Dallas um Montreal's still kind of fighting for the playoffs now. It looked like they were in the clear, but now all of a sudden they're going to have to step up and get some results. So, I mean, Drogba's getting paid to bring them the results. So I think he's got to step up and and uh, 
perform. And I think Piotti, I, I like Piotti for the same reason. I just feel like it's a good spot for Montreal. I feel like they've got to get a result here. Uh, New England's a little bit of a uh, wounded animal coming to Montreal. So both those guys I'm going to be targeting. On, on one hand, I really agree with you. Um, it's a game that Montreal needs to win. They have some firepower. Uh, Drogba, his last full start, he took nine shots. Granted, he, he missed a penalty kick um, in that same game. And I'm not really sure that he cares whether or not they make playoffs. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I like those plays, but I think you're a little quick to count out New England in this one. And I'm New England's biggest hater. So I just think, like, the team's been getting better. They've been showing some character a little bit. And, um, you know, if if you're a solid soccer team and guys that want to compete, you're going to follow up that U.S. Open Cup loss and end the season well. Um, I don't think they're really going to be tired. They're going to want to come out and win something. So I, I don't think this is a give-me game for, for Montreal by any means. Um, I'm still going to be on guys like Juan Agadello if he starts. I'm going to be on guys like um, Lee Wynn. As Andrew mentioned, he got cheaper. Um, I'm also going to look at Mateo Mancosu if he starts. So there's there's a ton of options in this one. Neither team have been playing uh, well on defense. So this is one where I'm going to be ex- really excited to see the starting lineups. Hmm. Kai Kamara? I think he's probably not going to start. He has a little bit of a hip injury of yeah. some sort. Um, I hope one Agadello keeps going because he's on a roll – He's only 5,100, and pretty much anyone with the goal-scoring record he has in the last three games he's played uh, would be higher. But he has three goals in three games, actually. Anyone paying 6,800 for Chris Tierney? For six, not when you can get Lee Wynn. crosses. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Probably not on this slate, though. He didn't, uh, he didn't start on Tuesday in the U.S. Open Cup final, which seemed a little baffling to me. Seems like he's been kind of an integral part of their resurgence lately, and I'm not sure what the reasoning was behind that, if maybe New England was trying to set up a little bit more defensively, but he did end up coming on pretty early because I think they had to had a couple of injuries to deal with early on in the game. But He looked good, too. Once yeah, he, he came on, he looked pretty dangerous. He was yeah. throwing some, some nice crosses in there. Yeah, he was definitely active, but... Uh, 6,800. I played him. I think I had him in last week, and he was a dud, so it's kind of left a bitter taste in my mouth. Weren't you guys really hyping Chris Tierney on the last podcast, or am I imagining that? No, I was, yeah, I was on him. I mean, I still felt like it was a good spot for him against New York City, but... I just like to rub it in since I was defending, (laughs) since I was defending Lee Wynn. I think I was I was on the win yeah, bandwagon you, too. You were with me. I'm pointing but more I, at Andrew over here. Yeah, I think I was saying I'd have no problem play, playing Tierney at that price, but I think this week I'm I'm maybe a, a little hesitant. I still won't play Lee Wynn. No thanks. <laughs> <clears throat> no thanks. Actually, I'm remembering now. I I hyped him up, and then Skyler's like, "Oh, they have U.S. Open Cup coming up." Let's <laughs> got blame it on me for why <laughs> you didn't play him. Uh, let's move to the other 7:30 game, Columbus uh, at Orlando. Columbus, not the strongest defensive team, which is why I'm surprised Kaká has not gotten a ton of love here. I mean, you guys did rank him rather highly for uh, FMLS, but. This whole Mario Diaz should be well ahead of Kaká. Like, isn't this an ideal matchup for Kaká? Yeah, but Mario Diaz is just better. Oh, okay. So it's not a Kaká thing. It's more Mario. No, no, no. It's I like Kaká in this game definitely. Okay. Yeah, I like Kaká more than Diaz. I think it. I think I ranked him uh, spot or two above Diaz, and I just kind of in the same light as as Drogba and Piatti. It's like Orlando basically has to start getting these results, and if they want to stay in the playoff hunt and a game against the Columbus crew is a prime opportunity. I mean, the crew are kind of in the same spot. They've got to win too, but I just, I feel like this game might have some goals in it. Um, and a guy like Kaka is usually involved when there's goals scored. So, um, if I'm paying that price then I'd, I'd pay the few hundred bucks extra for, uh, Kaka over Diaz. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is there any thought on Kyle Laren or, we were saying there aren't a ton of 
great forwards on this slate. He's the fourth most expensive, but he's obviously a significant discount to David Villa. Yeah, um, I like Laren. I just he's priced a little bit high for my liking. I mean, he's probably a GPP GPP play for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I do feel like he's you know he's probably going to be seeing at least three or four shots this game, if not more. So. Um, if he can convert, then yeah, he's gonna have a big day. I wouldn't mind pairing Laren and Kaká in a GPP if he can. Yeah, I don't disagree with any anything Skyler said about Orlando. Laren's kind of in the same bucket as Sapong in that he really has gone through a bit of a goal scoring drought. It hasn't been nearly as consistent as we've seen from him at times. Um, but this this is a game he should score. This is a game that Ola Kamara should um, possibly score. So. Those two forwards are guys that I'm probably going to look at a lot and decide against at the last minute if I had to guess. <laughs> okay. Funny how that always works. Any of the peripheral guys from this game? Anyone looking at Breck Shea? If he starts, I'll I'll definitely consider him. Is he the um, only one? <laughs> I'm probably not looking at Breck Shea too much. I'm probably not looking at Federico Higuain. Too much. Um, Ola? Yeah, like I said, he's a guy I'm going to think about and probably just not play. He's He hasn't been good lately. Uh, Columbus's attack in general hasn't been that good. So Justin Miram, I guess I talk about him so much that the DraftKings pricers are listening because he keeps having not great games and going up in price. So I'd throw uh, Kevin Molino into the mix in this setup. Um, oh, MPG is a guy I wanted to mention. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Both of them. Who was the other one? Matias Perez Garcia. I heard that one. Who was the other oh, one? Oh, Molino. Oh, Molino. Yeah, with, yeah. Agreeing with Skyler. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So no reason to take any defensive guys in this game. <laughs> no. <laughs> Shea's a defensive guy, right? Well, that's true. I suppose. But he's been coming off the bench, so I don't know. I don't Even know if, if he started, start, but that's... he's he's scoring goals, so. I would say he has scored goals, <laughs> but I suppose couple, yeah, he has two in a row. Yeah, Harrison Awful has been getting a little more involved in the attack, but I don't know what he's done this year to deserve a fifty nine hundred dollar price tag. Yeah, totally agree. I mean, he does have he has eight crosses, ten, six, five, and he's getting some shots. Um, so. I, I don't know if for some reason you felt like stacking Columbus, you could go awful, Ola. Um, that might be it, sadly. Miram? I, I like Miram, but 7000 so much for him on the road. Yeah. This is actually a, a fun little rivalry that's built since uh, last season when Orlando entered the league. Yeah, it's been pretty so, – every game is pretty chippy. Yeah, it's definitely chippy. So if you guys want like an entertaining soccer game to watch at this time, that would be my pick. Have you guys ever um, rostered Breck Shea and felt like really good about it? Never. <laughs> All right. I, I just know, to... I think I'm I'm probably one of those who actually I'm somewhat confident in him when he starts like in a in a forward role. I mean, if he's a defender and I'm starting him, then maybe not so much. But I still play him just because I I know he's got that attacking flair to his game. But I yeah, mean... when he starts up top, then I'm I'm fairly confident that he's going to get some looks and if he puts one away. It's golden. Hmm. Some looks for Breck Shea translates as often into like someone in the 50th row up catching a soccer ball than they do <laughs> goals. <laughs> I mean, t- two games ago, Breck Shea had a goal, two shots, one cross. He had 11 points, but you paid 5500 for him. So it's like, man, I don't know. That's just not even, that wouldn't even get me like that excited about playing him. So, yeah. It's it's so tough. Andrew has a great point. I've never played him and felt good about it, ever. All right. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't the only one. Uh, let's move on. We've got San Jose at Colorado. Um, San Jose, I just don't know what to make of this team other than I don't think I'll take anybody from them ever again. <laughs> <laughs> Simple Wait, as that. Wait, what about when they're at home? Uh, no, no, I'm done with the, with earthquakes (laughs) overall, uh, Skylar. Yes, we should, I should bring that up. Congrats on the Wando guarantee last week that that worked out. Um, considering (laughs) throwing another one out there. Wow. Hey, Andrew's a little, 
Andrew's a little pissed off that you didn't give him the Wando guarantee when he picked him up for like four weeks in FMLS. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where was that? Uh, I wasn't feeling it. I wasn't feeling it. But I do think he's in a in a good spot. Um, not so much in this game. I wouldn't be surprised if he scores this game. But I think that he's going to be the guy that um, a lot of people are going to be shying away from, so to speak. But I think that he's he's going to turn it on here towards the end of the season. Or no, he just he's high on my radar right now. I'm not going to shy away from Wando in this uh, slate. I'm going to run away from him <laughs> quickly, very, very quickly. Wouldn't wouldn't be surprised if he scores is not good enough for me. For, uh, <laughs> for, <laughs> so I think I'll I'll pass on Wando this week. But um, Gashi's at ten two, which is not cheap. Uh, though he does, you know, he is kind of a. I was about to, yeah. I mean, he's a high floor forward, which is nice. Uh, do you guys like that at at that price? Um. I'm probably not going to pay that price for Gashi. I don't hate it, but when I like flip back and forth here between the forward and the midfield, I'm like, oh, I can have Gashi or I can have Mauro Diaz. Diaz. <laughs> I mean, he's all comes back to Mauro Diaz. I mean, I'd rather pay a hundred more for Piotti. I'd rather pay two hundred more for Kaká. Oh, okay. I'd rather pay twelve hundred more for Valeri. It, there's a bunch of easy choices here, and none of them are Schkels and Gashi. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of the same train of thought that i've got i mean drogba's 400 bucks more so that's probably gonna be my forward that i pay up for on this slate and then yeah in the midfield i've already said kaka um is a guy that i'm targeting if i don't know if you'll be able to squeeze you you might be able to squeeze in you know three of the big guys but gosh he's probably um on down the rung for me okay anybody else from either team Ugh. I don't know. Defenders for Colorado, maybe, if uh, you want to get some guys for some crosses, for some peripherals. Mikhail Williams, 4,400 is a great deal if he starts. Hmm. Yeah, I like, uh, let's see, I like Marlon Harrison uh, more in MLS fantasy where he's listed as a defender. Um, on DraftKings, not so much. He's a midfielder at 4,400. I think you can probably find more value for the output. Um, let's see. We were looking at, hoping that Goitom mm-hmm. started last week, and he did not. So I don't know if I would play him in this spot either. Yeah. Yeah, but. so I think this game, both teams are going to kind of have to attack on the wing. Um, San Jose has a very good defensive midfield. Colorado's defensive midfield is very good, very underrated. I don't see San Jose being able to kind of beat them up the middle. So it it is worth looking and seeing who's playing on the wing for San Jose. If it's a um a Shea Salinas maybe. Uh even though he's he's 4900, that's not great, but it's not bad at all. So guys guys like that I would consider for sure. Um maybe you know Tommy Thompson at some point comes up and gets a, another start here or something. So it San Jose's going to have to cross if they want to uh to somehow just steal a goal from Colorado. Mm-hmm. Putting Wando in a, a GPP lineup. Yeah, with Chase Lee. I was just about to say that. Maybe if they both start. Honestly, I mean, that's Wando's a, price. Yeah, yeah Wando's price is is pretty solid for the the ability that he has. I mean, he just, he's basically, I know San Jose have some weapons, but he's basically who they're looking to, to bring the goals, so. Yeah, but he's going to have to beat friend of the podcast, Axel Hoberry. <laughs> That's true. And U.S. goalkeeping legend, Timmy Howard. That's right. That's right. Tall task, but. Apparently, Wando can score against Timmy Howard really well in U.S. national team training since he keeps getting called in (laughs) (laughs) maybe those are the guzan sides or cody croppers man i i love me some wando but there's like no upside to calling wando in at this point because he's not going to be around for the next world cup or major tournament so why is he stealing minutes from i don't know yeah i'm with you i'm you know i'm a big wando fan i'm kind of the same way he's not going to be around for the world cup so let's go same with beckerman i was gonna say beckerman and jermaine jones should be the same way i jermaine jones i'm okay with just because maybe he'll pass on some some competitive fire to some of the young guys but Hmm. i don't know 
We'll see. I also wouldn't bet against Jermaine Jones being like 40 years old and starting for the U.S. in the World Cup. <laughs> well, they tried to extend it by making him a center back, and that lasted about <laughs> three weeks. And then he went back to center midfield and right. was a beast. Yeah, yeah. If only he could stay healthy. Um, let's get to the last game of Saturday. It's Houston at RSL. I assume you'll see plenty of RSL stacks, or is this whole Houston's defense might be okay scaring anybody away? That's a myth. <laughs> They've yeah, given thanks. up three goals in two straight games, just like I've been predicting. They're not good. Um, yeah, let's play some RSL. Their their attacks looked really good lately. Who do you go to first, Plata? Yeah, I go to Plata first. Yeah. He's so much more expensive than Burrito or uh, Mavsisian. He is. Even Her- Javi Morales. Like. He, he definitely is, but his upside's just so much more immense. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Skyler? Skyler likes Mavsisian for $1,700 less. <laughs> yeah, I do. And I actually, um, Burrito's caught my eye recently. He's. Two thousand bucks less than Mavsisian, and he's been putting up some numbers. So, I wouldn't mind pairing him with either of those guys um, in an RSL stack. Yeah, he drew nine fouls last weekend. That's like late season from last year burrito form. Yeah, Yeah. it is kind of surprising. It's his last three games were fifteen, nineteen, and nine points on DraftKings, and his salary keeps going down. Like he's fifty four hundred is really cheap for like an RSL forward against Houston. That's a great price. Yeah, you've kind of persuaded me where I almost like him as much as Plata for the the points per dollar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, with Plata, you're getting when Salt Lake gets a PK, then you know he's the one. Well, you don't know, but is it, they've spread it out. But lately, it seems like he's been the one picking the ball up and yeah. taking it. So it feels like he's that's what you're paying up for. Is that you know he's probably going to be the guy on on most of the set pieces. Um, taking PKs, so it's justified. I just don't know if it's worth an extra $4,000. I'd rather have him than Kyle Laren this week. Yeah, I think Plata's a safer play than Laren. Laren may be a, a little bit more of a GPP upside. Mm-hmm. Anybody from Houston? I just want to give one shout-out to Houston because I'm so mean to them on the podcast, but I'm they haven't been starting Will Bruin, and that's been very refreshing. Um, it's much <laughs> I'm more okay fun. With that. It's much more fun to watch Mario Minotis up top, isn't it, Skyler? Noted yes, Will I Bruin can, apologist. <laughs> I can I can be okay with some Mario Minotis. He's actually a fun player to watch. So um, maybe he's the the future of the club instead of Will Bruin. <laughs> You're the only one that ever mistook him for being the future <laughs> of the club. Uh, he did He did outlast Cuba Torres, though, so I guess uh, I have to give that one to you. Hmm. <laughs> Talk about an apologist. I was a Cuba apologist for quite some time, along just, with m- most other people that followed MLS two or three years ago. I'm just picturing, like, this big poster of Will Bruin with, like, fire behind him that just says, like, <laughs> the future is now or something like that. Ah. <laughs> uh. That was a limited edition fat <laughs> in the uh, the Houston metro area. That's right. That's right. He's he's gonna have his his spurt again, where he scores you know a few goals and a, a few games in a row, games. that kind of thing. And I'm back on him for three or four podcasts in a row. But for the New York right Cosmos, <laughs> possibly that'd be kind of fun. I'd watch him. I'd go there and watch him play. But I happen to live pretty relatively close to see the Cosmos. Uh, let's go to Sunday. <clears throat> where we have some pretty good matchups, although it sounds like Sebastian Javinko is not going to play enough to make um, make an impact. We I don't think there's been a definitive decision on whether he's going to play or not. Uh, we were speaking earlier today. You both think if he is at least fit to play, he's not going to start. Do you do you play him if he starts? Yeah, on a two game slate, but you can't. Well, you can't really count on him playing because this is the later game of the the slate. So, fourteen thousand five hundred dollars. What what are you going to do with that? You're going to have to find a way to spread it around, and just that usually turns into a disaster if you've got that much money to try to to uh, find to put somewhere. 
What if it comes out Sunday morning that he's going to start? Yeah, I'd probably start him. I'd see. I'm kind of thinking the opposite way. There's so many other expensive players, and they're all playing really well. I don't think he's a must play because I think I mean you have BWP Robbie Keane at forward, then you have Dos Santos and Kleshton in the midfield. Benny Failhaber's playing well. Um, if you really need some Toronto exposure, you have Josie Altidore at 8,200. Oh. Um, yeah, that's a lot, isn't it? But, I mean, there's like a lot of good players on this slate that you can get goals and you can get all kinds of points from. So 14,500 for Javinko probably means that's one less like top-level guy you can fit in because Javinko kind of – he makes you take like a middle-tier guy instead of a top guy. If you play him, I doubt you can fit two of the other really huge people in. Yeah. So it, it it's just some game theory, but I I don't think you have to play him if he's if it's somehow announced that he's starting on Sunday. I was gonna say the pivot down is just BWP. It's not like you're like I feel like you can you can leave the twenty nine hundred bucks on the table because nobody else is getting the points that Javinko would have anyway. And if you started BWP and Dos Santos. That's good enough. Yeah, like, I mean, this is a mental thing for me. I can't leave that much <laughs> cash out there. I hate it. I can't do I lo- it. I actually like leaving cash on the table because it makes me oh. feel like nobody else is going to have that lineup. Ah, man. Yeah, there's been a lot of good uh, daily fantasy articles for other sports about that. Mm-hmm. Where No, it's, I mean, it's a good point. Like, I can totally see that. And some, I think some of the better lineups I've had have been ones that end up with, you know, some cash on the table but it just so the mental aspect of it so hard yeah now let me note that a lot of those articles were with like the millionaire makers um kind of in mind where there's just so many entries and right. i don't think you need to do that for a 156 person three dollar um mls striker that has a 400 hundred dollar total prize pool fair <laughs> point fair point <laughs> Um, Did I accentuate some of that a little bit too much? (laughs) You can get that 50 bucks. That's right. You can always um, use the the, the Javinko down to BWP money to move Kmar Lawrence into Robbie Rogers. That's 6,200. Sort of, but Robbie Rogers. Oh, has he already played, though? That's right. I mixed the game up. Um, Yeah, you're beat then. You're right. (laughs) Go with us tomorrow, I guess. Sweet. Yeah. Four point he's averaging four point five points. I guess that's since DraftKings wiped the player logs for some inexplicable reason. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't know why he's priced at forty nine hundred. Sixty two for Robbie Rogers is pretty crazy. Yeah, he's skyrocketing. Yeah, just nine points in his last two games combined. That's I I'm gonna stop trying to make some logical conclusions out of these. Yeah. Uh, is Dos Santos the best play here? Yep. Do we think Robbie Keane will do anything? Yeah, probably score. <laughs> <laughs> is it like guaranteed he's coming back to start? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think he's going to start. Come on. I mean, they're, they're four points behind FC Dallas, who Skyler thinks is going to drop a game this weekend, apparently. Um, if they win, they're only one point away assuming the Dallas uh, loses. So it's it could be Bruce Arena's final season. There's been a lot of talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I don't know. That's such a Bruce Arena thing to do is go out winning the Supporters' Shield, making a run at uh, MLS Cup with Landon Donovan back in the fold. So 4,900 on DraftKings. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Robbie Keane is a guy that wants to play, unlike Didier Drogba. He wants to be out there. He wants his team to dominate, um, and he wants to score goals. So if I think he starts and I think he scores a goal this weekend on the road, I'm not really concerned about him whatsoever. Do you think Donovan's 100% owned if he starts? Yes. No, because I'm not going to own him if he starts. What? If he starts? At well, I can, first, first of all, I bet you $10,000 he doesn't start. Well, yeah, I'm I'm not thinking he starts, but the <laughs> question is if he starts. If he starts, he'll be subbed off at halftime because he'll be so tired. <laughs> he he literally was dead tired after seven minutes this past week, so <laughs> I don't know who would be fooled into thinking he was going to go 90. I'd then say again, a 60-minute Donovan is worth 4900 though. 
I'd still I don't even think he'd go sixty, but that's just me. I, yeah, it's I, not going to happen this game, but we're gonna we're gonna get a chance to play him at that price when he starts because that's yeah. I don't think it's going to change. It shouldn't. Maybe. I mean, it shouldn't go up if he's not starting. <laughs> I mean, if he does anything in his substitute appearances, it probably will. But why would you play Landon Donovan when you can get Jimmy Madronda for four hundred more? <laughs> Oh, yeah, Madrona's coming off a suspension. Oh my goodness! Did I really just hear that from <laughs> it was, you? It's with some nice flavored sarcasm, but uh... yeah, in a two-game slate, this is perfect Madrona territory right here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start uh, tweaking some Sunday lineups a little later and see if I can work Madrona in. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Seriously, the Sebastian Legit is a hundred dollars less than Madrona. I'm playing Legit. There's no doubt, like, who you play there. Leggett is playing really well. He's in one of the highest-powered attacks. Madronda is, hasn't been good lately. Um, Kansas City are not a good team. So, no-brainer. I'm not going to argue with you on that one. I mean, Leggett's priced nicely, attractively for this slate. Wow. Well, you're obviously not going to argue that, but yeah. Finally. <laughs> I, I do like Madronda though. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say I won't have him in a lineup or two, but yeah, Legette's the better play if it's between those two. Okay. Anybody from other? Anybody else from Kansas City? Dom Dwyer. He's. Uh, this guess... is a classic. Dom Dwyer is like the fifth or sixth best forward on the slate, and nobody's gonna use him. So when he scores two goals, the one person that has him is gonna win it all. See, I was going to say that this game, what happens. this game's like national TV. Everybody's watching, so he can't do anything right. <laughs> and nine shots last game. Pretty impressive, 27 points. It feels like he does that a lot. He has games where he just has an astronomical number of shots. Mm -hmm. And they five on the goal. Dynamo, though. Oh, well, I thought they were a defensive juggernaut, so I don't know how they, <laughs> I don't know how they let him put five shots on goal. So here's the thing is that um, the Galaxy have actually allowed, you know, a pretty good bit of goals lately. They beat Orlando 4-2 their last game, and then they drew 3-3 at Salt Lake. So, And they've uh, been allowing a lot of shots all year, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But uh, Yellow Van Dam is back. Mm-hmm. In a big way. They have two assists last weekend? Yes, he did. I think I it's like uh, that Van, Van Damme that's been missing, or you think it's Ni Nigel Dijon that's uh, <laughs> impacted their defensive letdowns? Well, I mean, Baggio Husidic was an upgrade, so. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. I mean, Brian Rowe, I think, let in at least two howlers recently, so that's yes, probably did. part of it. But he also has games of like five saves and seven saves in recently here, so. I, I don't know. I actually kind of like Brian Rowe in general. Most most weeks I consider playing him. Um, and I, I do think the Galaxy defense here, this is about the time of the year they start to dominate. So I wouldn't count him out. Okay. All right. I, just, I also just have this terrible bias against Kansas City this year, though. So They're just a very hard team to figure out. Like they, It also seems like... I bet they haven't had the the same starting eleven more than like six, five times all year. Yeah, and that starting eleven's like Jacob Peterson and right, right. Connor Hallisey. Yeah, and Lawrence Olam at center back. <laughs> yeah, I mean Peterson's Brad actually Davis. been Peterson's a guy I haven't been playing myself in in DFS, but he's been a guy that I've seen in some other lineups out there, and he's actually end up uh, winning some tournaments just because he's such a cheap play, and if he scores and there you go. So. I had him last week for that Friday Saturday slate. Yeah, and he bagged a goal too. Yep. I think. Yep. So he's bagged know. a goal on like every two game slate he's been a part <laughs> of. Because I had him earlier in the season. He scored a goal on a two game slate. I had him in pretty much every team. Are you it guaranteeing so a, to play him? Are you guaranteeing a Jacob Peterson goal this weekend? No, because he. <laughs> first of all, he's five thousand dollars. You know how many good players we've been saying are five thousand dollars this week. Mm -hmm. Someone was down to fifty one hundred on the Saturday slate. That was shocking. I'm gonna have to look. It was it up. burrito, wasn't it? Oh, fifty four hundred oh, for 54, him. Yeah. Juan Agadello was fifty one hundred. 
Yeah, he's so he's just so tough to play. If he doesn't score, then you're pretty much left with a dud. So he's like um, the wannabe Tommy McNamara. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I'll say if Zussi starts, which I'm not sure what his status is. I know he missed last game with a niggling calf injury, but if he starts at 6,300, he's he's probably in my lineups. That's going to be the story of Graham Zussi's autobiography: niggling calf injury. <laughs> uh forward it's, by Didier his Drogba. price is pretty depressed i mean he, <laughs> he was i think he was up over seven thousand last time he was active and available and it seems like his price is going down so what happens we don't play yeah seriously though if you don't know what jacob peterson looks like google image him and he literally is a wannabe tommy mcnamara <laughs> <laughs> we didn't talk about tommy mac before oh well um all right, so let's talk a little FMLS for a minute. Um, what do you guys think you're doing? Did you guys wildcard last weekend? Nope. No, I did it's, not. It seems no. like a lot of people did. Yes, they did, and I was really going to lose some ground, except me and Andrew kind of pushed each other in the direction of captaining Giovanni Dos Santos, mm-hmm. who had an astronomical number of points. <laughs> Yeah, come on. Where was the uh, the DM? I mean, I'm we over were here talking with Piotti, about Captain. it. I think we you were, were on that one. Yeah. Yeah, we were literally talking about it right in front of your eyes, and uh, you went with Piotti from uh, you know that team that's been doing terrible lately. Man, yeah, that was the play. He ended up with like what seventy six points or something. Seventy four. Don't go crazy. That's nuts. Wait, wait, wait. He had thirty. Yeah, seventy four. Well, yeah, he did he have captain. more, and then he got a yellow. Card. He got a yellow card. <laughs> Which hurts and when he you're got captain. a goal scored against, so his um oh wait, no, he's a forward. He doesn't yeah. get the clean sheet yeah. bonus. My I was really frustrated because I was so close to adding uh Plata over David Villa. And both because Plata had the double game week and Villa had we were going back and forth about whether he was gonna start or not. And Plata had a great week and then via started i'm like well i'll be okay and then via was just awful and that i think i would have been first overall if i had made that move Ooh, that would have been some, you're still up there yeah got how shot. many points are you behind um the the leaderboard has gotten much closer over the last few oh, weeks yeah, you're I'm 19. 19 points back yeah nice which Very uh nice yeah so I'm up to 64. I made. I was down this week after the first like round of games to like 120 something, mm-hmm. and then Dos Santos's second game just vaulted me up the rankings. Um, so yeah, my I think my goal at this point is probably top 20. Uh, I need to get Federico Iguain out of my team stat. Mm. Sebastian Legette was a big pickup for me last week. Mm. Yeah, that's a really good one. I got to figure out how to get Ladero in. The problem is, is that. My midfield is Kaká, Mauro Diaz, Valeri, and Piatti. And yeah, see, I have. I'm not um, sure what to do with that because I, if I play five, yeah, if I do that, yeah, I think, yeah, I'm not sure who it is because I have Dos Santos, Villa, and Drogba, all of whom uh, have fine matchups this weekend. So, I'm not sure. Dilemma. Yeah, I'm not sure. I need that FPL chip where I can play a two-five-three. <laughs> Actually, I think I, I kind of talked about this um, with you guys on DMs last weekend, and I said I'm I'm getting rid of my cheap midfielder so I can get five great midfielders and three great forwards, and then I can switcheroo them hopefully every week. Yeah. Like I can switcheroo two really good guys because I think that's going to be a, something that kind of differentiates the good teams from the the above-average teams. Now that we're getting down to the end here, we've accumulated a lot of salary – so, um, yeah, I went with Legit is going to be my cheapest midfielder for now. And uh, we'll probably switch a him with some other people because the Galaxy like to play on Sundays. <laughs> they sure do. So, and you guys said Ladero, you liked Ladero for a captain pick this week in your rankings. I do. Yeah. Yeah, for me, it's probably going to come down to him or Drogba or Kaká. I mean, <laughs> Those are the guys that I'm struggling with right now. So, mm-hmm. um, Man, Drogba's really... going to make me so mad when I don't have him this weekend. And he scores a hat trick. Ugh. Yeah, just after seeing that 
I mean, he still scored. He scored a goal, but it was still a letdown game. I'd say two games ago, that game you're talking about, he had nine shots in and missed the penalty. Yeah, and missed and, the penalty and, and the he indirect. missed like that point blank indirect yeah. free kick. So he's he was knocking at the door. He could have easily had three or four goals. It just it's gonna happen at some point. So well, what made it even line up, JD? What made it even worse was that it was a double game week and he didn't play the second game. Right. Well, he didn't he start. Oh yeah, right, he did he like play? Twenty yeah. minutes. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of people captained him, right? Yeah, I think so. I think Piotti and Drogba were were the ones that everybody had. Man, I guess people hadn't been uh, watching the Rebs lately. Yeah, <laughs> Skyler, <clears throat> Skyler. <laughs> I actually was kind of you know going into that LA game, kind of okay with Piotti's ten points, and then I kept seeing Dos Santos total total grow and grow and grow. It just <laughs> kind of turned into a nightmare. But I still I had him in my team, just not captain. So. I'm a little too much ground. I'm a little surprised you don't have Drogba as your top captain this week or Piotti. You don't even yeah. have Piotti in your top five. It was tight. I think I did, and then I ended up bringing whoever else is at, at five. I think I Valeri. Yeah, so it was yeah. pretty tight. I actually have Piotti, so that's weird because I've been talking down on him all podcasts, and you've <laughs> been hyping him. But yeah, Drogba set up for, set up for a there. big game. Yeah. Drogba's a guy I'm like, I should put him in my top five captains, but I I swore off of him this year. So. Yeah, it'd be like me putting Lee Wynn in up there. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on the Lee Wynn comment, uh, we're going to finish up here. Um, it should be a fun week. I wish um, we didn't see all of these GPPs getting smaller and smaller each week, but I think that's just what happens at the end of a season when there are 48 other soccer leagues Um playing now so guys play as much as you want this weekend and good luck with all of your lineups good luck guys i hope you win ten dollars yeah real quick plug if uh if you've been listening to the pod and you haven't been in the season long game they've just opened up a new game called the red line challenge which runs from starting tomorrow night through the end of the season i think 250 buck gift card for the uh top prize so check that out and uh good luck everybody Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.